Hey everyone, this is Dave Korsunsky from Data Driven Health Radio. On this show, we look at how individuals are empowering themselves and using data to transform the way they manage their health. We interview the health experts and the scientists that will help you understand and interpret the data. We speak with the entrepreneurs who are building the tools and the technology that are allowing us to quantify our health in novel and powerful ways. And most importantly, we speak to the individuals who are beating the odds on everything from cancer to diabetes to weight loss and general health and wellness. This show is brought to you by Aura. They make a state-of-the-art ring that can track sleep cycle analysis, activity, and recovery. You can learn more about this product at headsuphealth.com slash Aura. That's O-U-R-A. This show is also brought to you by our good friends over at Keto Mojo. They are making a highly accurate and highly affordable device for testing blood sugar and blood ketones. Check it out at headsuphealth.com slash ketomojo. And lastly, the show is brought to you by Level. They are making a clinical grade breath ketone analyzer, which measures your level of fat burning and ketosis through a simple breath. You can learn more at headsuphealth.com slash level. That's L-E-V-L. All of these amazing products are integrated with Heads Up Health. They all allow you to quantify your health in novel and powerful ways. So check them out. Thank you to our sponsors. Welcome to our show, and let's get into it. Welcome to Data Driven Health Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Korsunsky, and this is Data Driven Health Radio. We're back with another episode, and I have a very special guest and dear friend with me today. Ginny Shelby is someone I met as one of the users of Heads Up Health, and she just had a really, really remarkable story about her health transformation and has gone on to start her own Facebook group and just sharing information in her own way. And so, Ginny, thank you for joining us today here. I know you've shared your story on our blog, and we can link to that just about your own journey. And it's wonderfully inspiring. So I thought we would take this opportunity to do a podcast episode. So thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have about 10,000 users on Heads Up Health so far, and I'm going to go on them and say that you're my favorite. So, yeah, because we've just gotten to know each other over the last couple of years. And the, the best part for me about building Heads Up is when I, I get to meet the people are on their own path. I went through my own health journey, but it's just the relationships you build along the way. And I think you and I went from a situation where you probably emailed a question to like right. support at headsuphealth.com. Right. And I'm like, who is this Ginny person? And then we talked on the phone and we became Facebook buddies and we did the blog post. So I'm sure we have a lot more that we're going to, we're going to do over, over the next little while, but just glad to be uh, your friend. And, and uh, it's been really fun getting to know you. And it's nice to get to finally meet you face to face. 
so to speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you and I were talking. You're you're up in um, Oregon, is that Oregon? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my husband and I live out on the Oregon coast, mm-hmm. and uh, we retired a year ago. We've been out here on the coast almost five years. Yeah. And um, but we retired a year ago, and yep. as you know, we were long haul truck drivers. Yeah. And um, in fact, thanks to you, that's where I got my my little name that I use, Long Haul Keto. Probably the best handle I've seen in the keto community, yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, you know, when we did the blog and um, you named it, uh, it was something transformation, and then you yeah. said in for the long haul. Yes. And I just loved that so much, and so yeah. Yeah, I've used that for everything now. So. I love it. Yeah, so we were talking just before we got on the air. I'm up in Truckee, California, and... Mm-hmm. I know that you've driven through this area many times. Many times. As, many as, times. as the, the, the notorious Donner Pass, which is just a nightmare in the winters. I was in San Francisco on business two weeks ago and was driving back to my home here in Truckee. And I'm sure you can relate to this, but I got right to the front of the chain control line. And then they, wow. closed, they closed the highway, right? Like, right when I was the next car. And yeah. I, I was stuck for 15 hours. And I'm like, because oh, <laughs> not only was there a blizzard, but it was fog. So when it's fog and blizzard, yep. they, they shut it down. So I'm sure you lived that life for many, many years, and you're familiar with that, that treacherous part of the road. I can remember going through there. Well, like I was starting to tell you earlier, um, the first year I was out on the road, and um, my husband is telling me we're coming out of San Francisco, and he's saying, okay, when we get over to Donner's Pass, it's going to be your turn to drive. Yeah. And he's telling me, you know, about Donner's Pass. I've never been over it before. I have no mm-hmm. clue. Well, he has got me scared to death. And he said, I'll be in the back asleep. So yeah. just let me know if you have any problems. And I'm like, what do you mean you're going to be in the back asleep? So anyway, I he, just. He threw you right into the fire, right? Trial by fire. He really did. Yeah. And so I just took it nice and easy and went nice and slow. And I, I cried, but it was because it was so beautiful. Yeah. Was, the snow was just gorgeous. It was at nighttime. Wow. I mean, it was like sparkling. And, um, and when I got on the other side, I was like. I did that. I did yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> of course. It's it's definitely dicey, but I've been living up it here is. since October, and it's just so beautiful and, and mm-hmm. so lovely up here, especially when you're doing the work I do, which is super intense and right. so stressful, that it's just nice to be up here in the mountains and, and out in nature. And I know you spend a lot of the time outdoors now as well, because I see I people do. post, and that's just probably... I know that you, you used a therapeutic ketogenic diet to fix yes, a lot I of do. your health issues. And, and you got to a really good place where I think that was under control. And, and now being able to spend a lot of time retired and outdoors and to have your health back where you can probably even ease up on, on the intensity required of the therapeutic ketogenic, maybe more towards a low-carb uh, approach. But it must be nice just to be able to have the health that you have now and be able to spend all this time outdoors and be retired. So yeah, well, we fun. have, um, we have a couple acres here. We're really mm-hmm. out in the boonies mm-hmm. um, and we have chickens and we have two great Pyrenees dogs, which are yeah. like horses Yeah, and we have cats and mm-hmm. we are, um, I think, think maybe, well, actually if you could go as the crow flies, we'd be about four miles from the beach. But we kind of got to go around the dairy farms that are out here. So it takes us about 15 minutes, you know, which is really Sounds rough. pretty wonderful. having to, <laughs> If that's your, tra- your, your idea of traffic, having to go around the dairy farm. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. pretty lovely, Ginny. Yep. 
so let's back up a bit. Uh, okay. And um, tell us, tell us your journey. I know you have a family history of of yeah. uh, chronic disease, and yeah. you you didn't want to join the club. So right. That's right. what first set you down the path. But just just tell us your story and and what you did to to take control of the situation, and and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, um, it was September of twenty. 15 mm -hmm. that when I first learned about a ketogenic uh, lifestyle yeah. and prior to that probably for oh my goodness 30 years um, I had yo-yoed up and down with my weight up and down with my weight mm -hmm. and when I first learned about the ketogenic uh, lifestyle um, a friend of mine had who was a nurse in Mississippi and she um, was using it to lose weight so I started researching it looking into it and you were you were, a, you were driving truck at this time. I was time. driving a truck at the time, right? Yeah. I was on the road. Yeah. And um, so, well, then uh, October, November, December, I baked and ate my way through the holidays. Yeah. And so finally, February, I was like, okay, you know, this is, I got to do this. And so it was leap year, mm -hmm. February 29th, leap mm -hmm. year. And got up that morning and I said, I'm doing this. And so I started on it. And, and like you said, um, family history of um, heart attacks. I mean, uh, my father was 43 when he died of a massive heart attack. My mother had had strokes and heart attack. My grandparents had had heart attacks. Um, yeah. One grandmother died from complications of diabetes. Yep. Um, I have a family member who has diabetes. Diabetes has always scared me more than mm -hmm. the heart attacks. Yeah. Because the heart attack, you can have a heart attack and you're done. Yeah. Diabetes, it's one thing at a time. Yeah. Um, Slow and painful degradation yeah. of your of your health and, and faculty. Exactly. My this family member I'm referring to uh, started out with um, having diabetes and uh, wasn't controlling it, was using lots of insulin. She ended up getting very sick, toes amputated the following year, triple uh, heart bypass. She's now on dialysis three days a week. Um, that hits home just, when you see a loved one that, that yeah. goes through. I mean, yeah. I hear about these things, Ginny, but, but to have, a, have, a, have someone close to you actually go through them is a completely different experience. It is. It is. And like I said, um, just to, and I had witnessed, even growing up, I had witnessed a neighbor mm -hmm. um, who had diabetes, and I'd seen her kind of progress through those kinds of things, amputations and stuff like that. And so, like I said, it always scared me. Yeah. So my blood sugar was up, my weight was up and I started a ketogenic diet and just really stuck to it and um, lost 85 pounds mm -hmm. and um, uh, just have felt so great. My numbers have improved tremendously, like you know, happens to so many people out there. Yeah. Um, I read everything I could get my hands on. I joined Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. I um, encouraged other people to uh, do it, you know, and, and it's so hard now because it's like, I want, I look at people and I want, I go, can I, can I give you this card? Can you look yeah. this up, you know? Yeah. And, um, but you know, you can't just walk up to strangers. It, everybody's different in terms of how, how they're going to have their moment. When. Exactly. Exactly. And I know people that I have talked to that they, even though they hear you and they look it up, everybody has to get to that point of wanting to take care of their health 
in their time and when they're ready. Yeah. You can't force anybody to do it. And, you know, um, like you mentioned, I have a Facebook group and it's just mostly family, uh, some friends. And I've gotten a few people that have requested to join. You know, it's not a big group. Um, Sometimes I, the smaller groups are just better, actually. There's just yeah. less, less noise. Like our Facebook group for Heads Up Health is a private group. It's like uh-huh. 300 people. But yeah. I like it that way. Right. So me too. And, you know, if people ask questions, I'm more than happy to share information. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my husband who is sitting over there and yeah. he, he is a big sweet tooth carb eater. Let me yeah. tell you. Yeah. But um, actually in May of this year, I went to Maryland to spend a month with a friend who was having some medical issues. And my husband, the month before the first of April, he said, I'm going to do keto this whole month. And so he did, Mm -hmm. and he lost some weight, and the 1st of May, he was taking me over to the airport, and he said, oh, this is the 1st of May, I'm not doing keto no more, and I said, nope, sorry, you got up this morning, you didn't eat, you're you're doing keto for the month of May. Yeah. Well, Dave, when I came back from Maryland, my husband had done keto on his own the Uh entire month. Uh-huh. And he came to pick me up at the airport mm-hmm. and he was so slim and trim. He mm-hmm. showed up in a suit all down. Yeah. Like, Who is this man? Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. yeah. Feeling so, great, um, looking great. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So I think he lost like 25 or 30 pounds that month. Yeah. And yeah, so he's really doing well too. And I still have that sweet tooth and, you know, but he can tolerate, he's not had the health issues that I have. Yeah. So he can tolerate the carbs better. You had mentioned earlier about, you know, maybe I was in a place where I could uh, have more carbs and I really can't. I'm still just not. um, If I eat carbs, it just sets me off. And I mean, it's like I'm really totally addicted. It's like a drug to me. Yeah. And when I first started this, two of the things that just really so impressed me with it is I have fiber. Let's see, what's it called? Fiber mitosis or something like that. I can't forget the word in my feet. Mm-hmm. So the tendons that run from my toes to my heels have these had these hard, hard knots on them. Yeah. And I had been to several podiatrists. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent hundreds of dollars in shoes and inserts. I mean, it hurt so bad to walk. I remember I that in the blog yes. post where remember? you said like even the bed sheet at night was like could not stand. Painful. That yes. must have been miserable. It was. I could not stand anything to touch my feet. Mm-hmm. And so two weeks in to eating no carbs, I noticed that my I wasn't having as much pain. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of hesitant to say anything to my husband yet because I thought, oh, you know, I'm not sure about this. A month later, no pain in my feet anymore. Mm-hmm. Now the, the knots are there. And over the two years that I've been a little more than two years that I've been doing keto, the knots are softer. Yep. And so I have been pain free from that for ever since I started. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is I was so addicted to carbs and sweet stuff, um, the sugars, the flours, and I used to cook and bake a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, I joke all the time with my husband now, I said, I'm going to have to go down and start cooking for the guys at the fire department because where we used to live, I had all these neighbors that I would go around and give them yeah. <laughs> yeah. poisony sugar or cake. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's nobody here, you know? But, well, um, I mean, you, you, I've seen some of the things you're cooking up now in the keto world. That oh, I love it. Yeah. Devastatingly delicious. So I love it. Yeah. You've just, you've just, you've just basically shifted that passion. 
yes. to, to now provide cooking in a way that you know is better for you. Yep. I just, you know, I still cook, I still bake, but it's all keto foods, all things that, you know, don't raise my blood sugar. And uh, the other thing, well, that was the thing I was going to say is that it, it was like turning off a switch. And so I quit craving foods all the time. I wasn't constantly thinking about what I want to eat next. I mean, now I can go anywhere and I can walk by the dessert table. I can walk by the bakery and it doesn't bother me. You know, I go, oh yeah, I remember that stuff. But yep. I know I can't go there because it would just set me off again. That's so, been my experience as well, Jenny, is mm -hmm. that the first thing I noticed when I had my first experience with, with being in a, in a measured level of ketosis, which I mm -hmm. validated with a blood ketone meter when I was testing it for the first time, was it, it was the first time in my life, this was October of 2015, mm -hmm. it was the first time in my life where I felt like I had complete mastery over my appetite. Exactly. Yep. And I'd never felt that way. I'm like, you, you could put anything in front of me right now and I could just have complete control over mm -hmm. my, my and, decision to eat that. And it's a great feeling. <laughs> Holy, I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And that's because I was in a state of nutritional ketosis. Mm -hmm. My brain was being powered by ketones that were having a, a very strong cognitive enhanced effect and also providing some level of appetite suppression. And maybe you have this same experience, but if I'd fall off the keto wagon, then I would notice that I would have a harder time resisting those things put in front of me yep. until I got back on the wagon. And it takes a lot of practice. It takes it years does. of trial and error. And it still takes me four or five, maybe three or four days if I do indulge sometimes where, where I'll notice myself eating those things that I would not necessarily be tempted to eat once I get my metabolism back into like that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important to do. It's and to do. There, everyone has their own level of metabolic health or dysfunction. And so mm -hmm. I'm fortunate enough that if I want to eat something like that, I can. You're coming from a much different place where you had a lot more, I think, um, insulin resistance. Yes. So you don't, you don't veer off course at all. So that's just... I try not to. <laughs> yeah, that's where everybody has to come at it and really personalize this for their own health their own body yeah exactly you know every person is different and that's what I tell people all the time because I see especially like a lot of the I belong to several um, groups on Facebook and I see people commenting all the time oh well you know you lost five pounds this week or you know you can do this or you can do that and I'm like but your your body's different you know just because this person is able to do this and this person can have you know 50 grams of carbs a day doesn't necessarily mean you can yeah but you know, you just have to figure out, it's like that uh, experiment of one, you know, yeah. you have to work with what you have and you have to figure out what works for you and your body and your system and your eating. And then you go from there. Yeah. And, That's why we built Heads Up Health, which is right. like, listen, I don't care how you do it. Just figure out what works for you, track it, make sure your numbers are moving in the right direction and go from there. Yeah. And uh, speaking of heads up health, I have to say, um, the, because I do a lot of fasting, um, I usually do like a 24, which means I only eat from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. That's my that's window. Great, every yeah. day, seven days a week? Every day, seven days a week. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And um, 
a few, let's see, I guess the second week of March, I did a four and a half day fast. Awesome. Um, so that's probably about the longest. And I used to do some fasts when we were on the road. And, you know, I really thought that once we, re we retired and we were home, that it would be easier. But I find that it was easier when I was on the road because yeah. we would get home every weekend. We'd have like a day or a day and a half uh, off. So I would come in, walk in the house, and the first thing I would do is start cooking my food for the week. Yeah. And so in the truck, that's what I had to eat. I didn't have any snacks, and you yeah. know, I just didn't keep any temptations in there. And um, so it was a lot easier because now at home, you know, there's a freezer full of food. And Absolutely, there, yeah. And we're well, going places and stuff, you know. So. Well, that's kind of. I want to come back to your fasting regimen and talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Okay. But I guess okay. the biggest question is like. How the heck do you stay keto and go keto when you're on a long haul as a long haul truck driver? Because you're stopping in places that are very remote and you are not having access. You're in a lot of these small towns and outside of areas. You can't just pop into Whole Foods and, and get some keto friendly meal. And so what's amazing is like if you can do it while in your situation like while you're while you're doing these long haul trips with with no access to healthy food like you might mm -hmm. roll through a town and and find a denny's if you're lucky right and, and a gas station so it's just amazing that like if you can do it anybody with any i think lifestyle should be inspired by that so how, how did you make that work jenny well uh one thing is you know, in our truck, we had a microwave. Mm -hmm. um, I took a crock pot with me. Yeah. And, you know, because there were times when we would be sitting and waiting to get loaded or unloaded. And so I would throw stuff in the crock pot. Or stuck um, on the I-80 when they closed. Yeah, stuck on the I-80. <laughs> and unfortunately, like you being stuck there for 15 hours, I had a bed and a potty in my truck. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, luckily, there was a Starbucks right next to me. So I, I just... <laughs> Everybody was just, Starbucks was packed. Like you I couldn't bet. find a seat in there. People just I bet. waiting it out. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I often would go across um, Donner's or like we'd be up in Washington and we'd be going across uh, Snoqualmie. Mm -hmm. And I would see, you know, people with families, you know, kids. And I'd be like, oh, man, I just, you know, felt so bad for them. Felt yeah. so bad. Yeah. But anyway, so, but, you know, I could stop in places like Costco or Sam's mm -hmm. Club around yep. the country. And yep. actually, there were times I used to love to be in Arizona because they have what's called Sprouts. Yeah, and familiar with like Sprouts. A, oh, man, I love that store. And I would yep. go in there and shop and get things. And um, So you'd uh, load up along the way when you I would, would load up along the way. access to yep. a place that, you know, had, had the um, resources you'd need. You'd, exactly. You'd and we had, we had a, the, the truck had a built-in refrigerator mm -hmm. and then we uh, put another, a second uh, refrigerator that we could plug into the, uh, you know, uh, adapter. Mm -hmm. So I was able to, you know, have salad stuff, fresh salad stuff. I had an egg cooker in there. Mm -hmm. I could harbor eggs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you'd be surprised what you can do with a microwave if you're desperate enough. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and, uh, in fact, my husband used to joke all the time because he'd be sitting up there in the seat and he'd be eating steamed shrimp or he'd have, you know, roast or, you know, whatever. Sounds pretty decadent while you're yeah, on the road. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you can, you can do it if you, you know, put your mind to it. So, yeah. and then, like I said, once, you know, a lot of the keto stuff, when we got the run where we were home once a weekend, I would just cook everything I needed, you know, for the week and take mm -hmm. everything with me and have it in the refrigerator and cool. portioned out and yeah. 
but it's definitely doable. It yeah. is definitely doable. You know? Well, I think it's inspiring just to say if, if you well, can do you. it when, when you're in, in that type of a career situation, then any, it, it should be theoretically, it's inspiring. You know, I live in Truckee and, and if you're living in a city where you have access to that food all of the time, if, if Ginny can do it <laughs> in, in, in a truck with a microwave and a fridge, you know, anybody can do it, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that you, at one point, were a very active Heads Up Health user. Like a mm -hmm. lot of people, once you get it under control, you, you probably need to start testing less frequently. Once right. you figure out your blood sugar, a lot of our long-term users are still tracking their blood work very carefully uh -huh. because those are the things you keep an eye on over the long run. So, right. you know, your first six months, you're figuring out like, okay, I, I ate this on Tuesday. My fasting blood sugar Wednesday was X. Then you start to learn how to basically tweak these knobs and dials for your uh -huh. own body. So what, what were some of the things that you were measuring when you were first learning the lifestyle that you found? Um, I was measuring my, my blood glucose yeah. um, because even with, you know, overnight fasting, um, I would get up in the morning and my blood glucose was always above a hundred. It was, mm -hmm. it would run anywhere from like 120 to 130. Mm -hmm. So I was really concerned about that. And I really wanted to get it down below um, a hundred. Yep. And so I have gotten that down now. It runs like right around 78, 80, 82. So that, that's an amazing thing. Like one of the most insightful things was like, okay, my blood sugar is high. And you start to realize how much control you have over that. Which exactly. is very empowering. And I don't think everybody is told that when they get the diagnosis of prediabetes right. or diabetes. They're told that you need to go on insulin and mm -hmm. a statin and a blood pressure med. But nobody is told that, well, why don't we just try this nutritional strategy? And you're like, man, I went from 120 to 130 to like below 80. So yeah. anybody listening, that's like that is how much control you have over these numbers. Yes. And when you go to a doctor, I had a doctor here that I was seeing who was supposed to be um, a diabetes specialist. And that's, mm -hmm. he's an internist, but that was, you know, part of his thing. Mm -hmm. But he was, you know, he would always tell me, well, you, you know, you might need insulin or, oh, and let's put you on a statin. Oh, we went round and round about the statins because yeah. he was looking at the, you know, uh, cholesterol numbers and he's saying you have high cholesterol and I'm like well you know what um, I think my diet is going to change that yeah and of course now my numbers are all great and uh, of course I've also changed doctors because we just are he's you know and I'd say finally okay give me the prescription and he'd give me the prescription and I'd come home and throw it in the trash <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. never did I just did not want to take it you know and, well, there's um, so much research coming out now about the long-term effects of statin yeah. injuries around yeah. things like yeah cognitive disorders and things of this nature when you starve the body of this essential repair molecule of cholesterol mm -hmm. so I think you made a very wise choice there yes so well and I see people all the time that uh, there was a gal just posted recently that um, she went to her doctor and the doctor said well you need to eat and she has diabetes and she's been doing a ketogenic diet and the doctor said, well, you need to eat like five fruits a day and seven grains a day. And the woman was like, why? And mm -hmm. she said, well, so you can continue to take your medicine. Mm -hmm. she said, well, if I quit eating those foods, wouldn't it make sense that I won't need the medicine? And it's like doctors, I, they, we, I mean, I know we're getting there with them, yeah. but we still have a long ways to go. 
Well, it's really interesting to see keto starting to hit the mainstream. It I is. was just approached by a major medical facility on the West Coast that is conventional medicine, highly respected facility that's now doing ketogenic diet interventions oh, as, an wow. as an adjunct therapy with brain cancer. So I think the that's mainstream awesome is to starting to catch on finally. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to degrade conventional medicine because there right. are specific use cases where those medicines are necessary. But I, I believe that it's a very small percentage of cases, whereas today they're used as the default. Right, so right. Blood sugar was one thing, and you've been able right. to, to knock your fasting glucose down probably much lower when you're doing your extended fast. But right, yeah. We can get into yeah. that separately. Now, were you testing ketones as well? I was testing ketones, uh, mm -hmm. testing my blood ketones. Yep. Um, now I use the um, ketonics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, thanks to you. So you got yeah. it working? So I did, I did, yeah. finally. Yeah, cool. so I, I test that. Um, I still test my blood glucose, and I still use the Heads Up Health for that. I still mm -hmm. use Heads Up Health. I'm, I uh, log in my fasting. Yeah. Um, and I, that's what I was going to say earlier, is I love the count up. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll set it when I've finished my meal in the evening, I'll get it set. And then, yeah. you know, when I have my first meal the next day, I'll go back in and, you know, change it. Yes. So, yeah, I, I still log that. I log the uh, breath uh, ketones. So um, you, you were first doing blood ketones and right. blood sugar. And I know you were also keeping an eye on the glucose ketone index. Right. It's more of a specialized marker. But that looks at the ratio of those two numbers, and that actually can be a better guide than either one of those numbers on their own. So I know you were doing that. Now you're using the ketonics, and one of the things we're working on at Heads Up Health is a lot of people now, especially once you've been long-term keto and your body's very fat-adapted, the circulating blood ketones tend to show up less. Mm -hmm. The breath acetone is showing up higher because right. everything is just being burned. So we're working on a, the glucose acetone index, which for a lot of people on long-term keto will be a more helpful marker. Oh, okay. So that one's coming out, but I'm glad you got the ketonics and you're testing there. Mm -hmm. And I know you've been tracking changes in body composition because you, right. you mentioned that, that you struggled with weight loss for a while. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I had a DEXA scan. Um, yeah. I guess that was February of last year. Yeah. And um, I had intended to get one during the summer, but then, oh, I don't know, we retired and things just kind of went here and there and everywhere. And <laughs> yeah, you know, I was pretty regular for a while, but it's been, it's been a couple of years since my last DEXA. So right, right. Yeah, you just do it whenever you can. Yeah. Well, I'm planning to have one probably in April or May. I'll mm -hmm. be going in and have another one. Yeah. I'm in interested to see what, uh, where I'll be at with that now. So. Yep. And uh, your labs have improved, I, I would imagine. My labs have improved. Yeah, my, let's see, my A1C was 6.2 and is mm -hmm. now down to 5.4. All through um, lifestyle modification. All through lifestyle modification. Yeah. Amazing. Just changing what I eat. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and not on prescription drugs that no prescription are drugs. Nope. going to create mm -hmm. downstream effects yep. and yep. other symptoms and, and side effects and all kinds of things that, that come along with mm -hmm. it. So. Really just yeah, because at one time, at one time I was on cholesterol. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. That was a while ago. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, no, no medications, um, no statins, no, yeah. no anything like that. So yeah. yeah.
And um, you also mentioned that you, you're, you're regularly fasting and you, yeah. touched, you touched briefly on your regimen, but maybe just uh, reiterate it for us. Well, you know, um, I think a lot of people will also find that once you start eating this way, um, it just kind of happens naturally. Yeah. And um, uh, I just started doing it. It kind of went to I did like a 16, you know, um, fasting for like 16 hours. And yeah. then I just gradually then I started doing 18 hours and then mm -hmm. I did 20 hours. And so yeah. now that just is a regular thing. I, I get up in the mornings. I'm not hungry. I will uh, work out, you know, mm -hmm. walk, ride my bike. Uh, we have a lot of rain here. So yeah. um, a lot of the stuff is inside when we can we go for hikes or mm -hmm. walk on the beach? But I usually, I mean, and even around two o'clock, I'm not always hungry even then. But, you know, that's my window of eating is between two and six normally. Yep. So that's when I eat. And then sometimes, you know, I'll do maybe a 24-hour fast or a two-day fast yep. on a regular basis. I don't do really a lot longer fasts real yep. often. But, you know, they've they've gotten easier and the, the more you do it, I think the easier it gets for you. That's cool. And I know that's also really helpful is it's almost like a progression where you just start <laughs> learning is. how to eat low carbon keto. You get, you get that part figured out and then you move to phase two, which is like starting to implement the fasting stuff. And right. You know, one of the challenges I face sometimes is that I don't eat enough because yeah. I'm just not that hungry. And I, tr I train my body really physically hard in the gym. Mm -hmm. but I'm not hungry. So I actually have to remind myself to make sure I eat enough, mm -hmm. which is one area that you make a lot of mistakes on this process as you right. go along the way. And, and one of the mistakes I made initially was just not eating enough. And that was over time started causing like some elevated cortisol issues. Mm -hmm. I was having trouble sleeping. So you just course correct, but that sounds good in terms of the fasting. Yeah. Uh, just a couple other questions, Jenny. What were mm -hmm. some of the informational sources that when you were first learning, you found to be helpful that you would recommend to somebody to, to take a look at? Well, I have to say one of the first things was, and I'm not exactly sure where I heard about them, was the two keto dudes, yeah. which I know you've done a podcast, been interviewed by them. Yeah. And they, they just, well, they're funny and mm -hmm. they're just so down to earth and they're yeah. easy to understand. It's not yeah. a lot of technical stuff that yeah. you, you know, just, can't get. Yeah. And they just have so much information. So I'd have to say they were one of my friends. And being on the road, I was able to listen to the podcast all the time. That's probably the perfect way to just devour content because you was. can just listen to all of these amazing shows. Yep. You know, that's one of the most amazing things about what's happening in healthcare today. And I tell this to a lot of people. I say, man, you got people out there who are listening to podcasts with mm -hmm. world renowned experts. Yep. They know more yep. about this stuff than their doctor. They're devouring exactly. the latest science. And it's like they have access to, you know, doctors are busy. They're seeing patients all day. They get home. They're tired. They're with their family. And, like, we are just like sponges for all mm -hmm. of this amazing content and science. And you can become incredibly knowledgeable about metabolism and other areas that actually are making us smarter. And we oh, as the yeah. patients now have all the data so not only are we getting the content, now we're quantifying it all. We've got the keto, keto meters, the blood keto meters. We're like, we've got complete mastery over our, our blood sugar and our ketones. It's like amazingly empowering, I think, what's possible for people these days. And the thing is with Heads Up Health, now you can walk into your doctor's office and you can go, look, I have everything charted right here. Yeah. You know, and they can see all of your information. 
I call that the thud factor. When, when I was in the corporate world and we needed to basically shut somebody's mouth, we would walk in with like this stack of technical papers and then thud, just drop it, <laughs> just drop it on their desk. So like, oh, that's great. Heads up health is like the thud factor. When you have an uncooperative doctor, it's like, boom. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember yeah. that. But then other things was, I just, you know, got a hold of all kinds of books that I would see being recommended or, right. and I just, I have a, a whole library of books sitting out on my right. uh, cabinet in the kitchen. Yeah. And, you know, and so YouTube is another place you can go. And if I'm using the treadmill, I have a really nice large tablet and uh, my husband uh, put me a stand on the treadmill and so mm -hmm. I can put my tablet up there. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And so I listen to all kinds of YouTube, you know, Dr. Berg and Dr. Ludwig and Bernstein and Dr. Fung and all of them out there. I just yeah. listen to. And, and the thing for me is, is I keep listening and listening and listening, even though a lot of the things I've heard before, it still just keeps that information foremost up front, yeah. makes me think about it. You know, mm -hmm. I really think that you need to kind of keep doing that. Because then you don't just go, uh, you know, oh, I'll just eat this. You know, you keep, keep keeping it top of mind. Yes. Exactly. Action, you know, more action. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just would say mostly just listen to podcasts and, you know, and, and then sometimes like say like on the two keto dudes, you know, they would be interviewing somebody and then I would go and I would research their information and read more about them or more about what they were doing and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, and I can't encourage people enough to just read and do some research for yourself and go for it. Cool. And find Ginny's yeah. Facebook group if you have questions. Yeah. Long haul keto cooks. Long haul keto <laughs> cooks. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, you're an inspiration, Ginny. And well, thank you. Yeah. It's been wonderful getting to know you. And hopefully we'll have other opportunities where we can continue to share our passion together and yeah. really support other people on their own healing and transformation. That's yeah. why I exist in the world. I want to give people a way to measure their healing and transformation. You've got knowledge you can share. And so it's been, it's been great having you on the show. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all the work you have done with Heads Up Health and that you've shared it with so many people. Because I know, you know, even in the beginning, you said you were doing this to track your own information. Yeah. And then you decided to share it with other people. And yeah. I mean, how many users do you say you have now? Like 10,000 yeah. or yeah, something? Yeah, we're coming up on 10,000. Yeah. That's and we're, not, we're a small awesome. company. We don't do a lot yeah. of advertising. We don't have a ton of budget to go pay for ads and stuff like that. Right. So it, it's word of mouth. It's good people like the, like Carl at the, at the keto dudes mm -hmm. and uh, other people like Jimmy and uh, Brian at the keto evangelist, you know, other people who just believe in our mission and are helping us get the word out there. So we've got a ton of really wonderful people supporting us yourself included. So yeah, well, you hear me, I'm sure you see me on uh, long haul keto cooks on Facebook. I'm always saying, telling people yeah. to check you out and, you know, every couple of weeks I try to mention you and yeah, tell cool. them to check it out. So cool. well, thank you so much. This was fun and it was nice to see you face to face. And next time you're making that uh, trek I-5 North, let me know and I'll come no, by. I, you I just did it. Yeah, like I said, I drove, <laughs> I drove to the Nutritional Therapy Association Conference in, in Vancouver, Washington. Uh-huh. But uh, there was a snowstorm that weekend too. So I decided uh -huh. to play it safe and I took the long way, like all the way through California. Uh-huh. 
And then on the way back, I snaked to Oregon, and man, was it beautiful on that. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, if you ever get over on, on 101 on the coast out here, that's where I live. It's just uh, one mile off of uh, US 101. Well, I'm sure we will have an opportunity to meet in person. That would be great. I would like that. Cool. Have a wonderful day. It was great. Okay. Thanks. You too. Okay. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Data Driven Health Radio. 